Unfortunately, the world is dealing with another wave of COVID. Restrictions and lockdowns are causing hotels to close, creating more uncertainty for the hospitality industry. All expectations are that the next 90 to 120 days will be very difficult before we look towards a more optimistic spring and hopefully a travel rebound in the early summer of 2021 and beyond. Many people at Ideas have been working tirelessly over the last six months to help our over 14,000 hotels deal with the fallout of COVID. As we enter this new wave, I thought it would be interesting to hear the guidance our team provides for hotels, the tactics we recommend for the short term and the preparations hotel revenue managers should undertake now to be ready for potential upswing in demand. Stephen Hambleton is the Senior Manager Product Management at Ideas. In his role, he's often the face of Ideas with our clients, making sure that our revenue management tools are providing the best possible value for them. Stephen has been a critical member of our COVID response team throughout 2020 and is often at the forefront of the many conversations we have with users and clients around the world. In this episode of Unconstrained Conversations, Stephen and I geek out about the right pricing strategies the value of revenue management in times like these, and his recommendations for hotels for 2021. Enjoy this episode, and as usual, make sure you subscribe. One more thing, I'm dedicating the final episode of the year to answer your questions. Send your questions to unconstrained.ideas.com before December 10th, and I will answer it on my podcast released the week after. Be well and stay safe. All right. Um... Welcome, everyone, to another great episode of Unconstrained Conversations. Uh, this is going to be episode uh, 31. We had a big uh, 3-0 anniversary a couple of weeks back. Um, and very excited to have uh, Stephen Hamilton here with me today as part of our once-a-month um, um, episode or segment of getting an ideas person to um, come on the show as a uh, guest. Uh, hi, Stephen. Hi, Klaus. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, great to have you. Uh, just before Christmas, I know everyone is super busy, and I know you're extremely busy right now because um, many of our hotels around the world are going through another very difficult period of time. And Stephen, I know you are probably one of the people that speak with um, most of the hotels or, or most of our clients um, around the world on an ongoing basis, helping them with uh, uh, all their system concerns and, and questions and issues. So I thought it would be good to get you on the show and um, talk about what are you hearing? What kind of conversations are you having? What kind of advice are you giving to hotels as they might be struggling with um, their revenue management uh, approaches and processes at this uh, second or third wave that we're going through? Absolutely. So first of all, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity to speak to you guys today. Um, and, and thanks. Great congratulations as well on reaching your big 3-0 milestone <laughs> on you. the podcast, of course, um, similar to your age. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Thank you. Right. <laughs> um, but more seriously, I think I want to also take an opportunity. We had an opportunity to record a webinar um, a few months ago now just to give some advice to, to hotels. And as part of that, I think it's really important to remember the human aspect Many of our clients are having very difficult times, not only personally, but with um, furloughs, fears about continued employment and the future of our industry, but more importantly, health-related concerns. And so I just want to make sure that we extend our most sincere thoughts to everyone from clients, their friends, families, and, and other relatives or people that they interact with 
at this really difficult time. So <clears throat> that remains something that we are focused on and, and in our thoughts. So to answer your, your main question, I thought I would divide this up into two main sections. One of them, and first of all, I, I guess, is strategic considerations. And then I'll talk high level about some system considerations and where users' partnership with the system is most important. And then for sure, you, of course, drill in anywhere or, or ask me any questions, interrupt at any point. If you I will. Absolutely. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so I think first and foremost, the, the big one is the, the pricing strategy. So we have seen challenges in the past where areas that went into most severe or highest levels of lockdown, depending on how those are described in state or national or, or local even lockdowns. And we've seen really extreme price competition where hotels have driven down their price, even though this is highly unlikely to stimulate additional demand. And this leaves a situation where hotels are really competing on price at the lowest level of the market or the range. And I know this is a difficult one to hang on to, but it's something to bear in mind that was very challenging for us to recover from as we headed out of the recession. It took, of course, many years to recover from that. So if we are going to look at dropping price, I think we could learn from some of the leaders in the industry where there have been, let's say, COVID-specific promotions. Many of them have had much more inventive names, <laughs> but they, they make it sound like travel is appealing and something that, that one may dream about. But those are really important because what they do is avoid damaging long-term pricing strategy or pricing in the market in general because those campaigns are typically well-fenced. So a lot of the brands have launched those perpetual campaigns or offers with no set end date at this point that have discounts. They are unqualified, but usually have a couple of caveats. Although they have flexible cancellation policies, usually you have to be a member and they usually have some form of fence applied. For example, a minimum lead time on the booking, or a minimum number of nights that you have to stay, something like that, that makes it clear that this isn't just you're lowering your standard pricing. And the other big benefit, of course, is of the membership requirements is that you can collect guest details and make sure that you then deal with follow-up targeted campaigns. You know something more about that guest and their preferences and can improve that relationship going forwards. And that second piece there is, is important as we go forwards because hotels uh, have observed, at least from the conversations I've had, that guests now more than ever want to have more enduring conversations with the hotels and their brands so that they can have follow-up conversations to make sure they feel safe and comfortable, that the hotel will look after their needs during this difficult period related to COVID and cleaning. And that they will therefore feel safe uh, during that stay. Mm. There's a there's a couple things, Stephen, that that kind of I'd like to unpack a little bit more. So you're saying you yeah. have seen you have seen kind of aggressive pricing initiatives, right? So so that's kind of one statement you made right in the beginning. Um, but you're also saying there's nothing really wrong with those, except uh, as long as they're uh, um, packaged properly and positioned as a as a, a kind of a separate product or a separate package that uh, is very kind of specific towards the current situation we're all in. 
and they have some form of fences, even if they're very, very um, um, low fences, I would say, like just being a member of a, of a loyalty program. Um, have you seen kind of impact of these um, promotions or packages? I mean, is there anything you can point to and say that uh, these are really working? These, these really do work? Yeah, that's a good, that's a great uh, distinction. I think exactly as you mentioned, what we want to avoid is the perception or image of just the general best flexible rate pricing being driven down, because that was one of the things that took such a long time to recover from in, in the past with recessions and so on. I know that a lot of, in fact, if you look at a lot of public information that's available for public companies, they will cite the areas that have started to do well and to recover have seen most of their demand actually shifting over to these types of promotions and campaigns. And of course, the demand is often in very particular locations. So it's, mm -hmm. it's often places near water, like lakes and rivers and oceans and so on, where people want to escape for the weekend to places that are seen as safe with with. Um, measured numbers of COVID cases and where lockdown is is a, a lockdown restrictions allow that, and that's where I think you you will see that a lot of the especially the larger brands have really leveraged these and their brand position and these the marketing of these campaigns to drive additional demand in a in a really positive way in properties where the, that demand still existed. Yeah, we saw that especially over the summer, and, and the lead times are extremely short. I mean, I remember a conversation with. Um, with the chief commercial officer who said, um, you know, the hotel is going from 10% to 70% in 48 hours and, and lots of challenges around that operationally as well. But I think the second point you made there is also having that deeper connection and conversation with the customers or the clients or the guests and, and the loyalty program will allow you to do that. Um, and that's absolutely true. Yep, absolutely. Great. And, and so, so what other things are you kind of, um, uh, seeing in terms of, um, Hotels are, other than the, the pricing strategy and discounting strategy, um, how are hotels um, kind of coping with this a little bit differently now than they have maybe in the spring? Is there, obviously in the spring, there was a, a general sense of panic and, and nobody really understood what was happening or how long it would be happening. Is there a, a more planned approach and strategic approach now than back uh, six months ago? Yeah, I think so. I, I think there's a sense that a lot of properties have, have been through this before. I, I would say, of course, that that doesn't reduce the uncertainty or nervousness around how this will play out in the long run and in terms of businesses and their their consistent cash flow. So we recognize that this is difficult to have a conversation about in an upbeat way, but I do think that there's less fear of the unknown maybe than there has been in the past. And so... Earlier this year, Ideas took a lot of steps to try to make sure that it was clear how to prepare your revenue management system for various scenarios, be that a full closure, a partial closure, where you're restricting some of your inventory to protect costs, or situations even where local or state regulations mean that you cannot operate at the capacity that you were before. Mm -hmm. And so I guess a lot of the tips that we've been given are to make sure that the system knows if you are or which situation you are in. So if you are fully closed, make sure that the system is aware that all of the inventory is unavailable for sale. And our, our teams have documented steps. And of course, our teams remain available to discuss those items. If the user is not sure what steps to take, we're more than happy to support that. 
or even to support taking some of those steps on a user's behalf if, if needed to account for those reduced resources. Right. Of course. What, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. After you, yeah. please. Yeah. What, what do you say to somebody, and we've heard that a couple of times, right, or, or a few times, that says, well, a revenue management system in these times is not really relevant that you know the, the historical data and, and i heard that again earlier this week historical data you know is 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 useless what is a revenue management system you know what's the value of it right now um do we really need one why do we need a revenue manager uh, lots of questions and uncertainty from from some people out there in the industry what what do you tell them yeah i think that's fair it's a question that logically may arise, especially if you think about very traditional approaches to revenue management systems where they use the historical data available, they learn usually pretty slowly about what's changing in terms of patterns and trends from the last 90 days, and they start to fold that in year over year. And then it's going to take a long time for the system to react both to what's been observed with this large drop in demand and, and also the, the demand picking up again. One of the things we did early on this year was to make significant changes to how the system is designed to work in, in these periods. And at a very high level, if you think about how systems typically work, they're looking for patterns and trends in terms of an overall trend, and they look to adjust for that year over year. So it might be that in, um, let's say we come into December, January time, that the demand may show a downturn and then it will start to increase again as we head out into the spring in many properties. And if we've seen in the past that there has been a downturn, it will try to fold in that gradual slope down into as a trend against what would be expected for that season. Now that might work well in normal times, but it doesn't account for what we are seeing now, which is that unprecedented shift in demand. Mm -hmm. And so instead, what we said was, you can leverage this historical data in a much smarter way. And this leverages some functionality that we built to account for things that do honestly commonly happen in properties. So things like you may lose a corporate account or a promotional rate or campaign is activated. And all of a sudden, you see a dramatic shift within the space of a couple of weeks. All of the demand shifts out of its old segment and into this new one. And this is functionality that, that we had and have adapted for use here in COVID. And just as a simple example, let's say what we observed in March is it may be that that was when demand typically starts to pick back up. And so if we look at the period of 13 months of historical data, at least, or ideally two years, you can see what's happened typically in March, year over year. Mm -hmm. And you can say, well, I might have been seeing a slight trend down or a slight trend up in that market. But now all of a sudden in this March, I see a massive dump in the demand. And the system can actually use that to its advantage. So it can say, well, this is absolutely unprecedented levels of demand. And it can decide, is this demand shifting from one segment to another, or is it just shifting down overall? And here, of course, you see a large shift in demand down, but you also see in many properties demand shifting out of group entirely and into transient leisure segments, out of corporate-based segments and into leisure segments as well. And so we use this functionality to say, actually, the historical data can be leveraged to your advantage. So instead of saying it's useless, it's actually very helpful here to see this March is not normal 
behavior for March. And here, as we head into this next lockdown for many properties, this October, November period is absolutely not what we normally see in October, November. Let's apply that to help the system to understand that truly this is a shift down in demand. And then once it's got at least 14 observations of the demand recovering, it uses that information to help it shift back up to more logical levels for the season, but accounting for what we've seen as the property comes out of lockdown. So the the system is kind of looking at kind of establishing a new baseline with that lower demand, and then it looks out for that uptick in demand whenever that will come, um, and and then react to that and saying, oh, I'm seeing we're going back to more normal patterns and automatically adjust. Is that what you're saying, kind of? Exactly right, yeah. Mm. And we've increased sensitivity to other indicators, leading indicators for future on the books too. So business on the books, of course, right now is significantly different to what the system would expect. And Booking patterns, as you noted, have changed. So many of those items, we've increased the system sensitivity, allowing it to calibrate more quickly and react more quickly to either observed business on the books or changes in those booking patterns that we're seeing as properties start to start to reopen. Right. No, that's 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 really fascinating. When you talked about fourteen observations, is that fourteen days or is it fourteen? What's the time period typically? Yeah, that's right. Um, good, good question for clarification. And I think that leads nicely actually into what we typically recommend users do and where that, that partnership is most helpful. So what we usually rely on is at least 14 days that have moved into the past where you've seen evidence of this, this shift. So as the demand started to drop after a couple of weeks, uh, so, so 14 days of data showing that demand drop, the system can react and start to shift the future forecasts down and the same thing applies as hotels reopen or as demand starts to pick up those 14 days give it sufficient confidence mm-hmm. and that's where initially of course if we don't have that initial evidence there isn't anything historically at all that we can use where um you know that we we need some guidance from the user and that's where what we recommend as those hotels head out of this their closure periods that they focus on the immediate booking window, which now in many markets is actually much shorter than in the past, but usually between 30 to 60 in some resorts, possibly a little longer, up to 120 days. But even there, a lot of people are booking trips much closer to the arrival date than they were in the past. And if the forecast is significantly different to what you expect, you can consider adjustments, but only if it's likely to have an impact on the controls. Because although the forecast can be very useful for planning, it's very volatile at this time, of course, as things change. But what's most important to ideas is that we are producing controls that are appropriate to the business. And so that's where we bring focus on, I guess, three key areas. One of them are to look at any constrained nights that could be in many properties still seeing demand from that leisure guest on weekends where they're looking for breaks and getaways, event dates, and making sure that if the system expe- if you expect sorry that demand will be constrained that the system does too and therefore it's setting appropriate rate restrictions not necessarily leaving all those campaigns open for example as the hotel starts to fill up yeah i think and you also, made a, yeah sorry oh, you made a, you made a really good yeah. point there because even in the current situation there's still pockets of high demand and we're just i mean we're we're about at thanksgiving here and that's a prime example of pockets of some demand still materializing right um, we just beat the 
the, the passenger numbers, uh, uh, the record passenger numbers since since March. So people are traveling e- even in the current e- even in the current situation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely right. And we do have lots of markets that continue to see very constrained capacity. Actually, on on some weekends, um, in fact, in some markets, many weekends show that constrained capacity, mm-hmm. particularly those hotels where the demand is compressed or the sorry the capacity is compressed by local or state regulations about how full or otherwise a business can can be right right yeah and, and it's interesting when you see it some of see some of the um the earnings results i was looking at one uh, i think it was park hotels which is a public publicly traded company and and they have a portfolio of rich cultons and, and high-end properties and it's interesting to see their average rates in general are higher this year than last year. Obviously, occupancy is down, but um, you can see some of the rates going, uh, you know, being quite aggressive in some of these leisure destinations that you mentioned. Yeah. So, so as we are kind of wrapping up this conversation, Stephen, as, as people look into the next few months, maybe the next 120 days, and it seems likely that there is going to be a rebound maybe in Q2, Q3 2021, if everything works out well um, with the vaccines and, and maybe a better control. Um, what, what are the recommendations that you give to the, the many, many hotels that you're talking to and companies that you're talking to? How, how do people, how should people set themselves up now to really take advantage of the, the 2021 travel rebound if it comes? And, and it will certainly come in some locations, maybe not everywhere, um, but some of them will be faster than others. Yeah, absolutely. I think the the biggest piece of advice we would give is to continue to focus on setting strategic configuration around pricing, especially. It's going to be the number one driver as we head out of the pandemic. So looking at your properties, particularly where you have constrained resources, I think this comes back to what you're saying about the value of a revenue management system, especially solutions that are primed for driving automation rather than just automating decisions, but automated decision systems that as long as we've got good strategic configuration in place around how you want to sit in your competitive set, bearing in mind that the competitive landscape may have changed significantly, you could even look at safe options like absolutely don't want to be the lowest priced, keep me you know, among the, the middle of the comp set. And having the system drive appropriate pricing behavior in the marketplace is really one of the key things looking at, for example, your current pricing strategy and how that differs to your average price of your competitive set will allow you to review whether you will be appropriately positioned and consider some of those strategic promotions that we described earlier and where that leaves you sitting from a a competitive position perspective. Because I think, as you mentioned before, one of the things as we come out of the pandemic may be a difference in the level of resource available from a human capital perspective across organizations. And of course, um, we sincerely hope that everyone that we've had the, the pleasure of working with over the years finds um, happy homes and, and, um, and employment across our industry as it, as it rebounds. But if you are working in an organization with less human capital available, really leveraging the solution that you have from a revenue management perspective to drive that automation and, and leverage that value rests on making sure that you've got good strategic configuration in place to, to drive that pricing in the competitive set and also um, working closely with your ideas account manager 
to make sure that the system is recognizing those shifts down and shifts back up. Um, that's something that we've invested a lot this year and also in terms of proactive tools to review which properties may or may not be reacting as expected. But absolutely, if you have any concerns for your properties, make sure that you're raising them to us. We'd love to, to support further and make sure that if there's any resource constraints that, that Ideas teams can help. Well, that's great. I, I always find it a fascinating conversation when I talk to you and listen to you about the, the, the many ways of how hotels can still take some form of advantage, even in, in the most difficult times as we're in right now. So kind of when, when if I summarize the common conversation we've just had for the, for the short term, maybe the next 60, 120 days, um, make sure you have your promotions and your and your your special rates set up properly, fence them properly, focus on the conversations you're having with your guests. Make sure you're priced appropriately um, without without underpricing yourselves, and then under, and then make sure that your system reacts to those micro changes in demand and, and peak periods that we still experience and will experience over the next few months. Um, and you're absolutely right. I mean, a lot of people have been furloughed and, and are without of a job, and which is very unfortunate. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, travel rebound will also mean that they will find a job uh, very very quickly. Um, but automation and configuring your system and making sure you're you're properly set up for that rebound when it happens, not if it happens, but when it happens is going to be absolutely critical and, and automation will help you in that. Um, really, really appreciate your time, Stephen. Um, great conversation. Um, I don't know why it's taken me so long to get you on the podcast. I um, should have done this earlier. <laughs> <laughs> but I know you've been extremely busy, so maybe that was the reason. <laughs> Of course, yeah, and I get, yeah. Thanks again for having me. I think it's it's great to have this opportunity. I also really welcome the opportunity to connect with clients. So anyone who wants to reach out to talk about ways we can do better, make things more easy to automate or to interact with the solution, we really welcome those opportunities. Especially as we appreciate how how precious everyone's time is. And Klaus, thanks for continuing to feed the industry with with this knowledge too. I think it's it's really great that we've been able to pivot to providing. Um, this different type of content that's, that's uh, you know, something that people can consume from home. And uh, I know that they always appreciate your, your insights. So thank you so much. Same and, for um, yours. I guess, Thanks, Stephen. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I hope everyone <laughs> keeps safe and healthy. And that's, that's all we can hope for at this time. Thank Absolutely. You. Let's get through these very, very dark months, the winter months, as they say. And then um, I'm pretty confident that um, we'll, we'll look uh, at a much brighter side come spring. Um, so appreciate it. Thank you, Stephen. Absolutely. We'll keep up. Thank you so much. Thank you very much for listening. And I hope you found this episode valuable for your own business circumstances. Check out the show notes, link to the episode, help more people in the industry find this podcast by sharing and rating. And don't forget to subscribe to the series wherever you listen to it.